Hello, you little sugar plums, and welcome to episode 117 of Hungry in Kentucky. I'm Sarah from Bluegrass Bourbon and Eats, and today I'm joined in uh, Fort Lewis Studios by Carrie. I'll just keep on walking in the cold November rain. <laughs> you can either say cold November rain, or you could use cold Kentucky rain. Dealer's choice on that one. I'm going to go cold November rain. I think so, and because because this is the first time all month we've been able to, like, uh, anybody's been able to use that joke, mm-hmm. because we haven't had any rain. Mm-mm. I mean, there's been little spurts here and there, but this has been an all-day, pretty steady... Yeah, it's not really raining right now. As of it rained, 5 o'clock on yeah, Tuesday. It but, rained most of the afternoon, though. Or yeah, most of the morning. When I started work at my home this morning at 8 a.m., it was pouring. So, I was lucky. You know what? Because it's Thanksgiving, I'll just say that I was thankful to be able to work from home today. Because uh, in our group chat, someone wrote and said, F this rain. I'm so tired of this rain. I'm soaking wet trying to go to work. And I was like, ooh, I'm so cozy in my little sweat. Pants in my little chair, and I'm not getting wet in the rain. You're like the Homer in the blankets when he doesn't go to church. I'm just a big old cinnamon bun. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. That's a good episode. I like that one. It is a good episode. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so for first significant rain we've had, I would say, this month. It was sorely needed mm-hmm. because there have been some unfortunate um fires in the eastern part of the state and that kind yeah. of thing. So we definitely absolutely needed it. It's just been so dry. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think I'll keep on walking in the cold November rain for a little while. It'll be all right. In the cold November rain. <laughs> It'll be okay. Does it sound like Axel? Yeah, I do. I do a better Axel, but I'm not yeah. going to do it here. I mean, I would assume that anyone in this world would do a better Axel than me. Well, I actually... I ax- don't know if Axel... Would. No, I I <laughs> Axel better than Axel does yeah. now. I can... I and. I legitimately, I'm not trying to be braggadocious here, I guess, but it will sound that way. I can hit all the notes that he can't hit anymore. That's a feat. Yeah. You should be proud. I've been practicing that since like 1990. Got a lot of time. Got a lot of time, yeah. Devoted to that. Well, a lot of time, you know, burning up the interstate, driving back and forth from North Kentucky to Lexington, you know. Mm -hmm. And that was before satellite radio. All you had was your CD changer (laughs) or your tapes. You know, I just had tapes for. Did you have a CD changer? I did. I did. I did. But you know, obviously, you had a combo. I had I had tapes first. Mm -hmm. Then I got I got a six disc CD changer that was in the trunk that had a (laughs) wired remote. And my dad wired it. It was really cool because my my dad put it in. And the way he wired it is he wired it in the glove box. Mm-hmm. So I could put the remote in, in the glove box and close the glove box. Mm-hmm. So you wouldn't know that I had a CD changer. You so just like, reach over there and pull it out. Yeah, so like theft protection. That's a good idea. And then you could actually close the glove box like on the wire and it mm-hmm. didn't like, it didn't hurt it or anything. Yeah. Maybe smashed it just a little bit, but it, it didn't affect its like... Uh, it's a uh, working ability. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was actually because my friend Ryan had a K car and I don't know if you know what a K car is. Uh, it's a crappy Chrysler car. They used to use them to deliver mail, especially in rural areas. Okay. And he, he had it because his parents worked in mail in the rural area in Ohio. Gotcha. Gotcha. But uh, he actually had one of those stereos. Do you remember those that you pop the faceplate off of? Yeah, I had one of those. And he had in his crappy K car and somebody still, he popped the faceplate off of it. Somebody still broke in and stole it. Yeah. Even like when I was in college, like we still... I mean, it was long enough ago that we still had CDs and Bluetooth wasn't, 
it was kind of a thing because cell phones like and smartphones were starting to become a thing, kind of. But um, we still had the CD players where you took the faceplate off for that. But um, my roommate had actually like someone smashed in her like black tinted window. Like they could still see, and it was a dark tint, and like ripped the whole thing out. And in our parking lot, which was yeah, it happened in his tricky. his parking lot where he lived. Um, those uh, I guess they're still they still exist. I think they've redone them a couple of times. You know the apartments that are behind the McDonald's on Nicholasville Road. Like yeah. there's, he lived there. That's where oh, it happened. Okay. But yeah, I, at, at some point I think I had the CD changer plus I had the iPod, and I had the uh, the little adapter that you put into your cigarette lighter, mm-hmm. that FM thing, and you could put it on the channel and play yeah. your yeah. <laughs> I had that for a while. I remember that. Um, yeah, I I was a big fan of the aux cord. I had the aux. Yeah. Cord. Yeah. Um, the removable CD chain. That was like, I thought it was so cool because I had a Mercedes. But folks, don't think it was a nice Mercedes. It was from 1988. It barely functioned. And, but it had a CD player in it because we right. put one in there. there and go. the defrost, the yeah. rear defrost didn't work. So my dad, much like your dad, mm-hmm. rigged up the um, remote. My dad rigged up a, a defroster in the back, which was just a little tiny like hand heater. Hey, that would blow if it there. worked. It worked enough. Enough. And then it had what like the hell? real bouncy seats. So it'd be driving, you'd just be like bouncing up and down, <laughs> like visibly bouncing, like as you would drive. So it was, a, it was a trip, but it was not a nice car. But, um, but yeah, I never got, I didn't have the six CD changer. My brother did. Um, and I remember seeing it in the back of all his trucks and then a bunch of my friends had it, but only had one yeah so it wasn't that cool well now look at us i still have one working portable cd player and it's the yellow one that was the the one that didn't was supposed to not skip it was like the one you could like run with Mm -hmm. and stuff like that and i think it was like somewhat waterproof Mm -hmm. it's still it is in pristine condition Mm -hmm. as long as you change the batteries in it it still works and so one day, and I still have all my CDs, yeah, right? I'm not, I'm never getting rid of my CDs and tapes. I'm just not going to. Yeah, and the and the DVDs, we're not, we're not doing that, right? But uh, yeah, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go listen to some of these CDs over here. And so like, I just sat on the floor and I was like, oh my god, I forgot about this and this and this and this. <laughs> so many bangers over here, right? I don't. And like I, bands that don't even exist anymore. Oh, uh, that's the best. Um, I think. The only thing I have in my possession that plays any sort of disc is like my Blu-ray player. Like I could play CDs. Oh like yeah, that. yeah. But um, yeah, I don't have a CD player in my car anymore. As a matter of fact, in my old car, I'm pretty sure I left a CD in there. Um, but yeah. Well, I tell you what, I've thought about doing, and I've actually I experimented with this with the H6, mm-hmm. and it worked. So I don't see any reason why it wouldn't work with the ye old Live Track L-8 over here. Mm-hmm. Is hook the CD player up to the recording device, and then you know adjust get get it all adjusted the sound and stuff. And even you wouldn't even have to do that, but you know you want it loud enough. Hit record on both the CD player and the device. Take that wave file, mm-hmm. dump it into. <laughs> this is a lot of work. Dump it into Audacity, transfer it to an MP3, and then I could like put it on my phone or whatever, right? And these would be like artists you couldn't find on yeah. or, Apple Music. Yeah, or yeah. But I mean, you're you're talking about sitting here for like weeks and months and <laughs> no. a, a long time. 
A long now, time. Back before streaming was like as dominant as it is, then yeah, that's definitely something. I remember when I got my record player, it's one of those where you it comes with the cords and stuff where you can transfer like the vinyl, like as a vinyl plays, it like transfers and you can make it a MP3 or whatever. I never did it, but... My friend Ryan has that. He's done it. It works. It just seems like it would be tedious. But that, like, also, if you have, like, vinyl or you don't know anything about vinyl, I'm like, newer vinyl will come with little download cards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can download the album, like, yeah. digitally if you wanted to have it, too. So, I mean, you get both worlds that way. So, that's a good reason to buy vinyl. Yeah. But, well, back in the day, I remember people um transferring like sitting for hours like really and transferring all their physical cds to like apple music or whatever yeah. when that first came out yeah i did that yeah, yeah, yeah. and then throwing all their cd was days away and oh, like what are you doing nah i think i probably still have friends that keep cds in their car i'm talking about you brett <laughs> um, hey respect brett yeah i mean i'm not mad about it i'm just saying He's the one I know. He also got Netflix DVDs until they nixed that mm. a few months ago. Yeah. Well, and that's like, um, I don't know if Secondary Carrie still listens to the show. She does, shout out. But, uh, you know, she was here back in September. You know, we were talking to her and um, and Ava oh, yeah, yeah. about, you know, just all the stuff that, Ava, that we had that Ava's like, what are you talking about, right? Yeah. And uh, she really wasn't putting on, she really didn't know what we were talking about. And I said, see, we were talking about CDs. And I said, oh, well, you just need to go and look at, you know, look at your parents' CD collection or whatever. And uh, Pouchet was like, oh, yeah, we got rid of all those. I was like, you did what? He's like, we transferred all of them to digital. And I'm like, I don't care, dude. You don't trash those, man. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I listen to everything digitally, like, on a daily basis. But I'm coming to, like, have a new appreciation for physical media. In, like, an era where, like, it's really convenient to have, like, Spotify or Apple or whatever it is that you use. But at any, or these, like, movie streaming things, too. It's really nice to have them. And then one day, the company can just decide to yank them off and then they're gone forever. And you can't get them anywhere. And it's really hard to find a lot of stuff on, like, physical media now, too. So... It's becoming like a little bit of a hobby for me. Yeah, especially some of those movies. The movies that you like that are, have been out of print those or hard right or whatever. Some of that horror stuff, especially from like the eighties. Yeah, but uh, I guess uh, I digress on this whole music thing. Except with, <laughs> with, with one exception. With one exception. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know it is Thanksgiving coming up here yes. th- this week as we're mm-hmm. recording, but there's also another very important day. Really? Somebody has a birthday, I wonder who. Yes, it's me. It's, it's you. It's, it's you. It's me. <laughs> it's Sarah. Yay. Me. And it's, it's actually the 22nd. Mm-hmm. All right, so when you hear this, it'll be my birthday. Yeah, it'll be her birthday, right? So I thought that I would at least tell you, um, that, did you know that the happy birthday song is credited to two sisters from Kentucky? I actually did know that. Did you know from that? From Henderson, right? Um, no, Louisville, actually. Oh, Because the melody of happy birthday to you comes from the song good morning to all i mean i just can't sing that in my head 
Good morning to all. Okay, okay. I guess good morning to all. Good morning to all. Good morning to all. All right, I got I mean, it. I've never heard it, but yeah. no, I just imagine the word. Um, so it's traditionally been attributed to American sisters Patty and Mildred J. Hill in 1893. Now, the song is part of the public domain, mm-hmm. so anyone can use it. The copyright is, you know, you can use it for free in the public domain, whatever. That's why. That's why anybody excuse me, can sing it freely without having to pay any royalties, yeah. right? Um, kind of like Sandstorm. Yeah. It is. Can you imagine all those children's birthday parties that they got busted for singing like a copywritten happy birthday? Right. Devastating. Yeah. Hilarious. So Patty Hill was a kindergarten principal in Louisville, Kentucky, developing teaching methods at the Little Loom House. Her sister Mildred was a pianist and composer. The sisters used Good Morning to All as a song that young children would find easy to sing. The combination of melody and lyrics in Happy Birthday to You first appeared in print in 1912. None of the early appearances of the Happy Birthday to You lyrics included credits for copyright copyright notices. The Summy Company registered a copyright in 1935, crediting authors Preston Ware Orem and Miss R.R. Foreman. Um, And then there's some other copyright issues on down the line. So there is a little bit of, of... I don't say controversy on the sisters actually coming up, but if they because if, if they didn't copyright it, then yeah, you know it's harder to claim. Yeah. But you know, I'm sure there there are people out there probably not now because 1893 that, that could have pointed and said, "No, I sang that as Good Morning to All." Right? That's a if they're still alive. <laughs> that's a feat of human technology. It's like a it's like a <laughs> Laszlo and uh, Chum on Irene and uh, the row 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 your boat thing, which I will not uh, sing his original <laughs> lyrics to. I love that it rhymes cream with cream. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I thought I'd give that little little bonus bonus history lesson because yay, tomorrow is your birthday. Aww, so I want to nice. ask you this too. Um, because I didn't really eat a whole lot in between shows this time. Um, I know you ate a few things, but I figured I would also ask you in terms of birthday and food. Like, first of all, what is your kind of like go-to birthday dinner? Like, especially like if your mom was making something, Mm -hmm. favorite birthday dinner, favorite cake, Okay. favorite, one more, favorite like birthday type party like as a child that you ever had um favorite birthday dinner which i'm actually gonna make myself later this week after thanksgiving because i've paused my home chefs for the next few weeks because i'm not really gonna be around um but i'm gonna make my favorite um kind of birthday special occasion treat chicken casserole is that like a chicken a la king type of thing no it's a well I'll be honest with you, I can't remember what chicken a la king is. So it's got like cream of mushroom in oh, it and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I guess so. Okay. Yeah, it's egg noodles mm-hmm. and chicken and cream of mushroom yeah. and a roux. Yeah. And then cheese on top and then you bake it. Yeah, it's chicken a la king basically. Okay. Yeah, yeah so it's that. Um, so yeah, my mom has made it ever since I can remember. It was actually my cousin's recipe. I don't know I don't know if she came up with it or if um, she got it from somewhere else. But that's where my mom got it from and she's been making it my whole entire life. I love it. It's my favorite. Um, so I will make that to last me a few days. And then my favorite cake is red velvet cake as a, you know. Yeah, we talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but um, like the old fashioned way, like with actual like cocoa powder and then you use like the vinegar and all that stuff. And then favorite birthday party growing up was probably the ones I had at 
uh, the roller rink at Finley's uh, Fun Center. Yeah, that's what it's called in London. Because um, they had like a giant skate that you got to sit in and oh. they would push you around in the giant skate yeah. for your birthday. And then they had laser tag and pizza and like skating for two or three hours. And they had this like big loud like carpet all over the place and arcade games. And it was just like a fun little place for all the kids to go. So, yeah. Yeah. Can't believe I'd answers to all those. You really did. And yeah. you didn't really didn't even have to think about it all that much either. That's shocking. I have to think about every single question everyone asks. Me. I was gonna say because I and I did really spring those on you. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was thinking about that today. I thought, oh well that'd be fun. You know, I've been I've been trying to like focus more on like my mental clarity lately. I take I've been taking AG one every single day for months. I have like a little drink regimen I do. I really do think it's making me like think clear more on my feet hmm. so it's a non-sponsored ad for ag1 right everybody else on youtube has sponsored ads for ag1 i know that's how i found out about it <laughs> we do not yeah but if someone wants to do that for us i would be grateful because it's kind of expensive yeah it is a little bit expensive but you know but it's if, worth it for if it's me working to for not you be like what is my name and yeah how did i get here and it's, ca- it's caffeine-free, right? I yeah. think it is. Yeah. Yeah. So that's actually better for you yeah. than, like, drinking, like, coffee or some kind of Mountain Dew or soda or something like that for, yeah. like, trying to wake up or get caffeine. So in the mornings, we'll just go through my morning routine real quick. Uh, what else are we doing? Um, I have an AG1 as soon as I wake up. And I just, this weekend, got a little milk frother to put down in there to, like, mix it up real good because sometimes it gets chunky. But I have a little AG1. Just suck that down. And then I have a liquid IV every morning after that. Um, And then I wait two hours and I have a cup of coffee. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's like based on, kind of based on like some research I read about like stimulating your neural senses or something. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I figured can't hurt. So seems like it's doing a lot. I realized today that... I thought I was hurrying myself with something at work, and I clicked over to my little to-do list, and last week, I already wrote it all down. I just had to copy and paste it to an email. Well, there you who go. Who am I? What <laughs> did you do? Like, I don't even know with an I am Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> into a machine. I don't know what to do. I'm so, so yeah, confused. try AG1. Nice. And Liquid IV. And uh, both unsponsored. Yeah. 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 There, so, there you yeah. go. Yeah. But yeah, those are my answers. Yeah. So what did did you did you eat? Because I like I said I was I didn't really go anywhere. We went to beat ups. That doesn't really count. I bit my tongue on a bit, chewing a baby carrot. It's much better now. It doesn't hurt anymore. But uh, yeah, had some wings. Had a chicken sandwich. I mean, you know, it's standard beat up stuff. Right. Nothing super fancy or standard fare. Interesting. Um, I don't know. Funny idea. I have to look and see. I had Old San Juan Cuban for the first time ever, even though I've heard about it for the whole entire time I've lived here. Yeah, for they're almost like, twenty years. Like the OG, they're the OG Cuban sandwich restaurant type place. Yeah, so I had a Cubano from there because that's probably my favorite sandwich. If anyone's curious, a Cubano. Um, but theirs was it was good. It wasn't like it didn't blow my mind or anything, but it, it was like a nice, simple, good sandwich, and it had chorizo on it, so that was nice. I think they make their own bread. I think. It tasted like... I think they do. Some homemade bread. And then um, I got some chicken croquettes. Have you ever had a chicken croquette? I haven't, but once you described it to me, I think I actually have in past. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, so if you have a texture issue, you might not love it. But um, it's basically like pate chicken deep fried in a little stick. But it was really good. I liked it. Yeah, and it came with like a little 
I feel like an avocado-based maybe dipping sauce that was good. So it was a good meal. Did you get any um, plantains? I did not. Oh. I wasn't feeling a plantain. Not fair. Yeah. It, was that DoorDash? Did you yes. DoorDash that? Yeah, they're on DoorDash now. Because I was telling John about that. He's like, ooh. Because um, they're over off of Malibu Drive, which mm-hmm. is a little, it's a little bit of a trek. To get over there, not for you, maybe no. a little bit, because you're on that side of town, but for us over here on this yeah. side of town. Um, so, yeah, I've had their sandwiches in the past and, and really liked them. I feel like they were pretty big, too, like, mm-hmm. for what you got. It was huge. Yeah. Um, it was probably a foot long. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and it wasn't, it wasn't like, it's like 12 bucks. Yeah, it's not, it's not bad, yeah. No, for a giant sandwich these days, it's not bad at all. I got bourbon in Toulouse, too. And you know what I feel like, I, I think... Not positive. Cause I think I'm going to dinner tomorrow, but might run over there for lunch. Have a little turkey, turkey etouffee. etouffee I saw that. I had chicken etouffee last week. Is their turkey etouffee good? I've never had it. I don't think people rave about it on the on the Facebooks. Yeah, this is it's like a special thing, so they don't put it on DoorDash. Um, so you have to like go to the store and get it, which is fine. I'm willing to do that, and I'm off work. So what else am I going to do? Go to Excuse me, bourbon and Toulouse, I guess. Treat yourself. Yeah, it'll be my birthday. I'll eat two big meals. Sue me. Treat yourself. That's right. 2019. But I think that's really, I mean, besides like my normal weekend delivery of great bagel. We had uh, North Lime. Oh, yeah. We talked yeah. We talked about that before we hit record. Okay, so the stuff's <laughs> not working that well. Um, well, you're, you're, you're sundowning sundown, now. Literally. Um. Yeah, I did have North Lime. I was driving by there uh, after a work thing, and I was like, ooh, I'm going to treat myself to a donut. And a latte, too, I guess, because it's almost my birthday. Everything I've had since Saturday has been almost my birthday. Why not? Yeah. That's I what I say. Too. Um, oh, what flavor? Um, Oreo, co- Oreo hot cocoa? Does that sound familiar? Um, yeah, I think it, it tastes. Okay. Yeah, it tasted like cocoa pebbles. Okay. With and it had the Oreo cream in it. It's mm-hmm. very good. Um, but anyway, yeah, I did go to North Lime and I got a maple bacon donut, and I had a wildcat latte, which is a blueberry and white chocolate. But um, I took a picture of it. You can check it out on Instagram. Bluegrass. It was. I saw it. I think I liked it. There's Yay! No picture of the donut because I was so excited about the donut. I ate it all that I was like, I want to take a picture, but I don't have a donut. This couple work. So, yeah. Check that out there. I should probably post there more often. But yeah. One day. New Year's resolution. <laughs> That's right. Coming up in a month. Yeah. Sure. Quarter till never. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's what will happen. Um, but, yeah. So, I had that. That was good as always. You can't go wrong with the North Lime. Mm-mm. I'll be honest with you. I go to Starbucks a lot because it's next to me. Mm-hmm. It's within a real close proximity. And so is North Lime. But Starbucks is closer to me. Um, and I have a Starbucks here, too. But I, if I'm going to go local, I'm probably going to go North Lime. Yeah. Also, I like Common Grounds for some coffee. Yeah. I just it's disappointing. The one out here is closing. The one on Richmond Road. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Not the one on Todd's Road, but the one on Richmond Road. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, there's <laughs> there's one on Richmond Road. Where's the one on Todd's Road? The one on Todd's Road is uh, by the B-dubs. It's up in that area. I didn't know it was there. Yep. Okay. I miss the one. I miss the one on High Street because you talk about 90s coffee shop vibes all year. Um, They have like a teeny tiny little shed um, kiosk thing in the 
lot, the parking lot of the Kroger on Heartland Parkway. Okay. So if I go to it, that's the one I go to. And gotcha. it's literally just like an eight by tenner. Mm-hmm. And it's big enough for maybe two people to be inside, but you just mm-hmm. pull up to the window and then they make it there for mm-hmm. you and they hand you the receipt on a little clipboard. Oh, nice. Yeah. So those well, are two. My two favorites. Oh, and Lucy Brown Coffee Park. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Can't forget about that. Can't one. forget that. Top three. Yeah. For sure. Well, speaking of closing, I feel like we need to address this issue um, before we get into some more Thanksgiving talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about La Rosa's? All locations, dunzo around here. I know. It's kind of crazy. Um, people were like super excited when that opened up here. And I mean, I know, I remember me and Renee went two or three times. And pro- I'll be honest with you, probably by like the third or fourth time, I was like, it's fine. I don't see why people are excited. Um, so it's disappointing that it closed. I'm not exactly shocked that it closed. A lot of our local pizza places have closed. Yeah. I mean, or like the weird ones, like Mellow's gone. Yeah, but now there's a new spot serving pizza, and that Mellow Mushroom that we need to go to, that I can't yes. think of the name of it, but it just opened. You're right. I forgot about um, it. But now. yeah, the La Rosa's thing, I just think it's funny because like people rave about like Skyline, and you know, I'm, I'm, go- I'm Team Gold Star, but you know, the Cincinnati Chili thing. But yet the Cincinnati Pizza didn't couldn't survive the market which i find interesting because la rosa's growing up was never our go-to we'd always go to um it was a little bit more expensive than like pizza hut Mm -hmm. or snappy tomato pizza which was right by our house right and plus i think we you know always had coupons and stuff for pizza hut and what whatnot we and la rosa's was more of a sit-down place Mm -hmm. in florence as i recall by the mall Mm -hmm. um but, yeah, I just thought it was interesting that, like, people rave about Cincinnati chili, but the Cincinnati pizza couldn't cut it. Yeah, that is a little bit odd. Um, I mean, I didn't hate it by any means, but I don't know what's so special about it, I guess. Nothing. That makes nothing. It, it differentiates it from any other Not, not Nothing. Have we already, we've talked about Louisville-style pizza, haven't yeah, we? Yeah. What is it? I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. I'm not going to look it up because no. that article was way too lengthy. It's and so like, niche of a like, yeah. market that I'm like, I don't right. even remember what it is. Well, and I guess that Rise Up Pizza moved out of the Gray Line Station location. Mm. And now they're somewhere else. I can't remember where they're at, but they just moved. And now they're going to focus on De- Detroit-style pizza okay. and not like wood-fired pizza. It's a hard pivot. Right? Yeah. I mean, I could get down with Detroit style. Yeah. Somewhat. It's fine. But yeah, that, that La Rosa closing thing was just was just interesting. Yeah. They've been slowly closing. They had like, what, three of them? No, they had... Well, there's one in Richmond, too. Oh, that one closed? Yeah. They've been slowly closing them one by one. Mm-hmm. That one on Southland was the, yeah, last, was the last one to go. Little Dingleberry. So there was around. one on Richmond Road. There was one on Southland. One in Brandon Crossing. Brandon Crossing, and then I guess the one in Richmond. That Brandon Crossing one was open for three seconds, and then it closed immediately. <laughs> like that, it opened with a skyline, and the skyline's still there. Which is weird because there's not any pizza out there, is there? There's Mexican. Yeah, there's a. Bella Chino's. Oh, I've never had it, okay. but it's out there. Oh. I think like Nicholasville people are probably into that. Um, but they're kind of like a like pizza and grinders. I feel like grinders is their big thing. Yeah, gotcha. Um, yeah, there's a lot of odd stuff in Brandon Crossing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's only one pizza place that okay. I can think of off the top of my head. Well, it ain't La Rosa's. No. They got a Taco John's. I like a Taco John's. I had their breakfast recently. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we talked about that. You know, the little tater rounds or whatnot. Yeah, the potato olays. So, yeah. So, R.I.P. La Rosa's, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Yep. Sad day. Mm. Oh, well. Oh, well. 
Thanksgiving. Woo! <laughs> well, you're not, you know, we're not having pizza for Thanksgiving. No, but we could have that DiGiorno Thanksgiving pizza, which I did read a review on. I saw something about it. So the review said, I, I didn't save I didn't it, it, but the review said that they liked the pizza, but as we said on Take or Leave It on GBS, mm-hmm. it needed mashed potatoes. Yeah. And like, because the sweet potatoes were kind of flavorless, the green beans, were, and it needed some, it needed something else. But it definitely needed mashed potatoes. But they said overall it was, a, it was pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Maybe one day I'll make my own Thanksgiving pizza. I've been seeing a lot before you get to this article. I've been seeing a lot lately. People using, like, making stuff out of their leftovers from Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. Um, I've seen three or four YouTube videos where people will take all of their stuff and mash it in, like, a, a waffle iron. Mm-hmm. And then reheat it that yep, way. Yeah, like the stuffing and all that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then they've been taking, like, other things and, like, mixing it with eggs and putting it mm-hmm. in there. So... Uh, I have a mini waffle iron. Might be trying that out this weekend. You should. Yeah. I love that thing. Oof. When I used to make little chaffles in it with the egg and the and the cheese, you mm-hmm. know, and you're super keto-y. Oh, yeah. Um, that was like the perfect little companion, but not anymore. But you know what is uh, the good companion for a Thanksgiving feast? What's that? The Thanksgiving sides. Oh, oh absolutely. So I found this article on delish.com. An objective ranking of the most popular Thanksgiving sides. Trust our professional opinions. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, so we'll I see. skimmed through this before I came here. Number one is a debate okay. that I would love to hear. And they have like a bunch of words. I'm not going to read them. Yeah. I don't care about the words. They are going worst to best. Okay. okay. 17 sides. Yeah, I really don't care about their opinion, but now I know the ranking, right? Yes. So Because their opinion is going to be wrong. Right. So we're starting <laughs> at 17. Okay. I agree with some of them. You okay. can tell me whether or not you think they should be higher, on the list okay. or if they should be higher or lower. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so uh, coming in uh, hot at 17 is roasted potatoes. Yeah, okay, that's fair. And I like a good roasted potato, but it's kind of redundant to have roasted potatoes and mashed potatoes. So that's what they said, too. Maybe not on the list. So I'm going to read a little bit of this. Why, why, why would you choose a roasted potato over any other form of spud on Thanksgiving? If you show up to a potluck with a tray of these, we're t- turning you away at the door. That's fair. Number 16, mac and cheese. See, and Bob and Tom have been talking about this. And there's um, Tom does not think that there should be macaroni and cheese. I agree with Tom. Others think, well, you don't like macaroni and cheese. So True. I think there should be macaroni and cheese. Why not? You're already carving it up. It's delicious, except if, if you make my aunt's, which is absolutely atrociously, embarrassingly terrible. Don't bring that in my door. But yes, I, if, and I actually think macaroni and cheese is a little low on this list. Okay, interesting. Uh, they agree with me. They don't think it uh, should. They think it's a good side, but not for Thanksgiving. Mm. Said um, you can eat it every other day of the year. So why would you eat it at Thanksgiving? Is basically the yeah, that's fair, I guess. Um, number fifteen rolls. See, this is at the rolls are a top five for me. The rolls, okay, especially a good yeast roll. Yeah, you get a. I mean, look at these. You get it's a good, delicious. good homemade yeast roll. Top five easy. That or a sister Schubert's. And also exa- Or a Mennonite. Yeah. There you go. Mennonite's also, one. what are you gonna make your little leftover Thanksgiving sandwiches with? Exactly. You gotta have a roll. Yeah. Right? You gotta put uh-huh. the turkey and the mashed potatoes and the cranberry sauce Unless and the stuff. And mash it up and put it in the waffle. Yeah, right? <laughs> you gotta have a good roll. No, yeah. that's wrong. They're Rolls wrong. Rolls are top five, they're also wrong. Well they say it's because there's a lot of other bready things. Nah, no. wrong. Eh. Number fourteen, cornbread. No, 
we don't need cornbread. No, we just need rolls. We just need rolls. Yeah, I. I'm a southern person. I need mm-hmm. cornbread in my life, but I don't need it at Thanksgiving. I actually agree. No, get it off the list. Yes. Yeah. Um, they also said keep your cornbread for another day. Number 13, salad. Nah, I'm a I'm a strong proponent of no salad at Thanksgiving. This is not a healthy time. But what kind of salad? I like a good broccoli salad. A salad salad with greens. Oh, nah, probably pay us. Honestly, the salad doesn't look bad. It has what appears... Is that potatoes? Is that potatoes in that salad? It kind of looks like it. Or Weird. Is that pears? Pears. It's pears. I Either bet there's way. like roasted pears. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it looks yeah. like a good salad, the leaf, but I don't the, want it. The leafy green kind, but if you got the good like broccoli salad with the dressing and mm-hmm. the cranberries, no. yeah, I'm good with that. Okay. Number 12, a, a potato I don't care for. A scalloped potato. Oh, now I do like a good scalloped potato. But see, you're, it's, the, it's in that mac and cheese family, so yeah. that's why you don't like it. <laughs> well, yeah, the, the presentation... Uh, why, why do they have to be little pieces on top of each but other? But again, I'm kind of like a potato purist here at Thanksgiving is like the mashed is the only kind you need, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, no. But I for some people, you know, if your auntie's been making scalloped potatoes for 150 years and mm-hmm. bring them to Thanksgiving, you gotta let her make them right. I mean, yeah. that's kind of the rule, right? Sure. Um, number 11, sweet potato casserole. Without the marsh, is is it with marshmallows? Because it can it can straight go away if it's with marshmallows. This picture is one with pecans, no marshmallows. I'll take that one. I can pick around the pecans. I'm I'm okay with that. Sometimes, if my mom is actually cooking on Thanksgiving and she's feeling a little um, generous, she will make me my own little ramekin without pecans and with marshmallows so for that i'm appreciative but most of the time no i don't really need it because most people don't think about me and my allergies so what number was that have to 11 i could yeah that's that's i could see that at 11 yeah Yeah, that's fair (sighs) number 10 all right creamed spinach oh i do like creamed spinach i don't spinach when it gets cooked is too stringy and gross but i think if you're gonna have creamed spinach you want to put it as an appetizer as a spinach and artichoke dip yeah that would be right that would be more acceptable so you know you have kind of like your charcuteries and stuff like that Mm -hmm. over to the side on like a side table a good spin dip you can do a spin dip, but you have to chop the spin up. Yeah. This is just stringy oh, with yeah. no. cream no. spinach. No. Dip. That makes me spin moment. Spin dip would be top ten, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, number nine, cornbread stuffing. <sighs> yeah, I'm fine with it. I don't know about number nine, though. Um, I'll take any kind of stuffing. Um, I prefer a regular stuffing over a cornbread. Yeah. But, you know, if someone brought it, I'd definitely Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. You just smother it in enough gravy, it's all good. Yeah. Uh, number eight, Brussels sprouts. Those are my, those are definitely my top ten. Especially if they're roasted, you got bacon, yeah, you got, yeah, those look real good. Um, yeah, if the chef at Jean Ferris Winery could just make all my Brussels sprouts, I would be Put happy Put a little goat that. cheese on there. Um, theirs has melted blue cheese. Or blue cheese. I don't even like blue cheese. But on a Brussels with some, mm-hmm. like, pan roasted with mm-hmm. some bro- or with some bacon on top, mm-hmm. chef's kiss. Yeah, perfection. Yeah. So um, I gr- agree, agree with that in top ten. I like it at eight. I'm not really going for a lot of green on Thanksgiving, but that's me and I'm not healthy. Um, number seven, 
another green, collard greens. I like collards. I'm I'm a bad I'm a bad southerner. I don't really love collards. I think those would be preferable to the cream spinach. Yeah, if I had to pick between the two. And I'd, if you I'd got if you got the ham and you got the vinegar going yeah, on there, it has to have the ham hock. Yeah, and, and you get some hot sauce going on there. Yeah. yeah, that's that's good. If you're not putting ham in your collards or any of your greens for that matter, then why even get out? Get out! Don't living. we're not letting you in the door. Yeah, no. I and I'm about to be where I don't eat green beans unless I have ham in them. But, you know, that's another story. Number six, mm. corn casserole. Okay. Yes, that belongs on the list and that mm-hmm. belongs in, t- that's my top five because yeah. my mom makes, yeah. they're, what they're calling corn casserole, we call, yeah, we call corn pudding. Yeah, we do too. And my mom makes pudding. it and it's super simple and easy, I'm but it's so flipping good. So, yeah. yes, that's top five for yes, me. Yes, me too. Now we're getting into their top five. Number five, mashed potatoes, too low. I, two two or three is mashed yeah. potatoes easily mm-hmm. yeah um but they do have in the top five so we'll give them for that all right number four this is also controversial mm. i've been hearing a lot about it this week mm-hmm. green bean casserole yay yeah, or nay yay i'm a nay yeah because we are green is not green bean casserole it's green rice which is just a broccoli casserole it's just broccoli and rice casserole mm-hmm. but which i mean is- if someone has mm-hmm. a, a green bean casserole i'll eat it but like if it's that or green rice, I'm eating green rice. That's fair. I, I'm a yay, but see if it's that or if it's a broccoli casserole, you know, with the cheddar cheese. Yes, I'll that, eat that. Um I'm, I'm taking the broccoli casserole over the green bean casserole. Yeah, same. Yeah. Same. Green beans are just they're tricky this time of year. So they're not it's hard to find fresh ones and good ones. Uh, number three, cranberry sauce. Now, would you call this a side? Or a condiment? Uh, I think it can be both. I can. Get, I think it could be a sidement. A sidement. A side yes. I'm not. I'll be honest with you. I don't know if anyone ever really brings a lot of cranberry sauce to our Thanksgivings, and if they do, I think I just don't ever think about it. Well, so we get the Blue Apron box um, for their Thanksgiving meal, and they always include cranberry sauce, but it's like with, with real cranberries, and you gotta like cook it down with sugar and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. As opposed, but I'm not opposed to the can. You know, yeah. no, that's true. So, but that's too high. It's too high on the list. Yeah, I agree. Um, I kind of agree because I feel like in the media, you can't say the words Thanksgiving without saying turkey and cranberry sauce. It's fair. Um, this just makes me think of the little song from Bob's Burgers about Thanksgiving. Pass the cranberry sauce for making mashed potatoes. Thank you for loving me. <laughs> and then it's about like nonsense. But now you do have to have it as a good good topper for a for a good leftover sandwich. Yeah, that's true. For sure. Number two. Ooh. Classic stuffing. I'm gonna take that over. Crumbs. I'm gonna take that over cornbread stuffing. I'll eat either one. And I is it? But is it stuffing or dressing? Or dressing. See. This, I've been seeing this online a lot too, mm. on YouTube in particular. I'm a dressing girl. We're not a household that eats stuffing from the bird. You shouldn't because that's it's not it's not good it's for not you. Sanitary. It's not safe. It's not sanitary to eat your stuffing straight from the bird's hole. You get a giblet toe if you do. <laughs> you will. Your giblet toe will be very upset. Right. <laughs> You're going to be in the hospital with a big old case of the giblet toe if you eat the stuffing directly out of the bird's hole. Um, so don't. Just... That's it. And I feel like people don't know the difference. Mm-hmm. Stuffing is literally you're Stuff. stuffing it inside mm-hmm. of the bird's mm-hmm. like cavity. The dressing is the same thing, but you're cooking it in a dish like a normal human. Yep. So we have dressing. Um, 
At both sides of my family, we've had oyster dressing. John's family used to have oyster dressing. Um, it was. Um, I will. I will laugh here for a second. Uh, in our giant Cameron family group chat, we were talking about who was bringing what to Thanksgiving, and an aunt offered to bring oyster dressing if that was required, or if anyone wanted it, and they were like, oh, "We're good." <laughs> I like it, though. I think it's good. I'm a proponent of the oyster dressing. I am, too. Yeah, yeah. I, I like it. So, yeah, okay, that's fine. That's fine. Number one might piss you off. Okay. And the number one best side, according to Delish.com for 2023, gravy. Ah, but that's a side dement. Yeah. That's not that's not I a know. dish. I told you it was controversial. And you can screw up gravy bad. Yeah. Like you can screw up gravy. But if you make a good gravy, mm-hmm. you obviously want to pour it on everything. I love a gravy. Again, you need it for a good sandwich, a leftover sandwich. Yeah. But a it's a side dement. So that and that's they're saying that too. So they said, sure, gravy is technically a condiment. But with the sheer volume we pour onto our holiday plates, it basically qualifies as a side on its own right. Nah. Gravy lit- works with literally every component of a Thanksgiving meal. It's rich, savory, decadent, and the ultimate holiday v- MVP. Um, agree to disagree, mashed potatoes should be number one. I would agree with that. Mashed potato. We'll do our top fives each real quick. And okay. Then one. All right. Mashed potato. Mm-hmm. Green rice. Okay. Corn pudding. Mm-hmm. Roll. What is my last one? Dressing. Okay. I'm going to go. Corn In no particular order, just top five, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Corn pudding. Brussels sprouts. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say broccoli casserole because I really like a good broccoli casserole. Yep. It's really delicious. Mm-hmm. Stuffing and then mashed potatoes. Yeah. Yeah. I think roll roll would come in as a, like an honorable mention, mm-hmm. like at number six, because again, you need the roll. Yeah. Yeah. You need it to sop up the gravy and the other juices. Yeah. And for, again, for li- and for, for, for little, I love making a little mini Thanksgiving leftover sandwich. Yeah. Top. Also, top three roles, um, Mennonites, number one, Sis- Sister Schubert's number two, mm-hmm. a Hawaiian roll. Oh, yeah. See, now, I would put John's mom's uh, homemade yeast rolls up against anything. Nice. They're delicious. Nice. Yeah. Sounds awesome. Yep. Well, that was a fun little Thanksgiving. It was. I like that. I like that article. Good article. Yeah. Solid. Thank you. Yeah. So, now, I think it's time for... Everybody, Everybody wants to try some food. And we already tried the food. Yeah, we did. So we can recap yeah. the food. Um, I took a little trip to the Costco. Might need to go back. Not sure. Um, but anyway, I had to go on an errand to the Costco on a Sunday afternoon before Thanksgiving for my mother. So she better really love me um, because it was quite busy. But while I was there, I picked up some goodies. And one of the goodies was this giant grab bag of peanut butter chocolate mix. And it seemed like something that we could all enjoy. Yeah. So it has peanut butter flavored candies, uh, peanuts, milk chocolate peanut butter cups, milk butter filled, no, peanut butter filled. <laughs> What's a milk butter? Peanut butter filled pretzel nuggets, peanut butter flavored drops, and dark chocolate chips. I thought it was good. Yeah. Yeah. It's a solid mix. It is a solid mix. And I like the um, peanut butter filled pretzels because there's... That's an equal, it's a it's a good ratio of peanut butter to pretzel. Yeah. Because sometimes I feel like there's too much pretzel, mm-hmm. and then I'm feeling like, like a dog trying to eat peanut butter <laughs> my mouth. Yeah, yeah, basically. But these are like... No, these are good. They're thin, but they're not so thin that they're going to like bust mm-hmm. open when you touch them, but they're like... Yeah. They're thin enough. Solid little snack pack yeah, thing. Yeah, they come in little like, yeah, like 
like the little peanut size yeah. packs and there's like 18 of them in the bag and it was nine dollars recommend yeah so if you're going to costco check out hoodies peanut butter chocolate mix <laughs> i mean just read the bag there you go yeah and then um of course it's the holiday season and i'm a snub for starbucks so i grabbed a couple of things from starbucks I had the gingerbread latte with non-fat milk because we have tummy issues. Um, not as good as a gingerbread chai latte, ah. but still all right. Okay. It's got actual gingerbread syrup in it. Ah. So if you like that, go for it. And then I also picked us up a, a personal favorite for the holidays, a sugar plum cheese danish. That so was good. What did you think about that one? I actually liked it. Like the fruit ratio to pastry ratio was really good and the fruit was really good. Yeah, that's like real fruit puree. Yeah, it is real, real fruit puree. And I like their Danishes too because they're nice and flaky. Yeah, overall solid. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I haven't had a Starbucks pastry in a long time, but that was actually pretty good. If I'm going to get one, I usually go for, um, what is it that I go for? Oh, a, pen, a petite vanilla scone. Ah, yes. Yeah. I do like their scones. Mm-hmm. I, I'm usually like an orange cranberry. Mm-hmm. That one's good. Yeah. yeah, I like that one too. Yep. All right, and that was a short snack thing because we're about to go eat a bunch of Big Kahuna. Woohoo! Just a spoiler alert. Birthday Big Kahuna. That's right. Spam a subi. But before then, we have one more section to do, and it's now time for the hinky history lesson. So I wanted to go Thanksgiving for this one, and I wanted to go Thanksgiving sides. I decided to go Thanksgiving sides. So I got a twofer because both of these are a little bit short. All right. So the first one, and both of these come from from Wikipedia. Okay. So the first one is Sarah. That you, you you fenced it, so you could take it or leave it. It's okay, right? Mm-hmm. And that's green bean casserole. Yeah. Just because tis the season. Yeah, of course. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. So let me give you a little bit of the background of the green bean casserole. Dorcas Riley who died in 2018, by the way, created the recipe in 1955 while working in the home economics department at Campbell's Soup Company in Camden, New Jersey. The recipe was created for a feature article for the Associated Press. The requirement was for a quick and easy dish using ingredients most households kept on hand. It was called green bean bake when the recipe began being printed on soup cans. Initially, the dish did not test well with the company, but in part because of Riley's persistence, eventually earned a reputation for being the ultimate comfort food. Culinary historian Laura Shapiro called the recipe's use of the crunchy fried onion topping a touch of genius that gave an otherwise ordinary convenience food side dish a bit of glamour. And actually, the cream of mushroom soup that is used traditionally in the green bean casserole was created in 1955 and actually was the first of the company's soups to be marketed as a sauce as well as a soup. Interesting. Yeah, so... um, Oh, the f- fill- so it was widely used as a casserole filler in recipes for the hot dish recipes popular in Minnesota. Mm. Uh, it, was, it was actually sometimes referred to as Lutheran binder. Because oh, <laughs> I guess there's a lot of Lutherans <laughs> up there in Minnesota. Making I don't know. Casseroles. Yeah, but uh, Dorcas Riley, mm-hmm. 1926 to 2018. Um, it's funny you talk about Dorcas Riley. I, on my lunch break earlier, popped on a little YouTube video. Speaking of all of this stuff. There was a New York Times, um, like, contributor who was doing a video making 13 different green bean casserole recipes 
to see if he could formulate, like, take stuff from each of them and make, like, the perfect green bean casserole. And he actually contacted Dorcas Riley's family. So huh. she has a daughter named Dorcas. Oh, wow. And then her husband is also still alive. And um, he actually Zoomed with them and um, was, like, asking them about her and how she developed this recipe. And and her husband was super adorable, Um, just like a little old man. And he was, like, so happy to talk about her and her legacy and all this stuff. So it was actually a, a really sweet video. And he did end up taking several different aspects of a bunch of different recipes and put them together and making like his perfect mm-hmm. green bean casserole. So, and I think, cool. I think that's acceptable. Acceptable. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, I think that it's, it's the original is so iconic that I think that you can put twists on it mm-hmm. that are super fun. I yeah. think it lends itself to that. For sure. Yeah. Okay. So the next, the next uh, bit of history that we have here for Thanksgiving uh, is definitely, we, we like this side, this mm-hmm. top five side, I think, mm-hmm. uh, stuffing. But, stuffing. but not just any stuffing, stovetop stuffing. I love stovetop. Ooh, so good. Stovetop stuffing was introduced by General Foods in 1972. Really that late? Yeah. It is a mm-hmm. quick cooking instant stuffing that is available in supermarkets. Unlike traditional stuffing, stovetop can be prepared on the stove and a pot can also be prepared in the microwave. Ruth Siemens, who, another woman, mm-hmm. was the home econ- ec- home economic home economist i can't say that word who first created the product her name was the first listed on the u.s patent three million eight hundred seventy thousand eight hundred three for the product her patent was based on a certain size of breadcrumb that makes the rehydration or addition of water work in an interview with the evansville courier in 1991 she said for the instant stuffing came from the marketing department, but it was up to the research and development staff to create the product. The test kitchens, the chef, and all the workers in research and development were given an opportunity to develop the stuffing, but her idea was the one the company chose. The product originated from an idea from Jack Killinge of the marketing department for a stuffing-flavored rice. And after that showed promise, Siemens developed the breadcrumb-based dish we came to know as stovetop stuffing. Huh. Interesting. I didn't know that there was like, it's, it's weird. It's not weird. It's interesting to see like the science that goes into all of these, mm-hmm. like when these home and then like, especially, like essentially a home baker, like thinking about the correct bread size, breadcrumb size so that it properly rehydrates on the stove. Right. That's a, that's pretty cool. But I like that two women working for these companies came up with probably, you know, I mean, stovetop obviously is iconic and people yeah. are like, oh, you shouldn't have stovetop for Thanksgiving. Ah, screw you. Sure you Do can. You right? Honestly. Love stove. Love me some stovetop. Yeah. And then of course, so the iconic green bean casserole, right? Um, one of my recipes I used to make a lot back in the day in the crock pot, stovetop. Two cans of green beans, pound of chicken, um, cream of chicken. Mm-hmm. Pour it on there, mix it up, cook it. It's like a little there you go. stuffing casserole yeah. almost, and it's the bomb. Yeah, see? Yeah. Love it, love it. So yeah, I thought I would, like I said, I thought I would totally go Thanksgiving um, and give you two iconic side dishes, the okay. history of. Mm-hmm. There you go. I mean, the side dishes are Thanksgiving, right? They like, are. I mean, yeah, you got your turkey. Honestly, would people get people? I th- I think there are people out there who don't even do a turkey. It's, they do all side dishes. Interesting. I think I've heard of this before. Um, 
on in years where me and my mom decide not to go anywhere when I just go to her house. Mm-hmm. She won't even make a full turkey. She'll make like a little chicken or like a turkey breast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like a butter ball. Yeah. Or we'll have chicken or yeah. something. So you don't have to have like the whole no. huge turkey. Mm-mm. Although I feel ambitious. Like one day I want to make, I want to make a turkey to see if I can do it correctly. You should try it off season. Yeah. 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 Like I want to spatchcock one. Yeah. And like do that whole mess. But yeah, definitely, definitely not. Like, I don't want my first run to be a Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, you should try it first. <laughs> you it, yeah, you gotta practice. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, that was good. Those were good. Thank you for those history lessons. Yeah, fun. Yeah. Uh, this has just been a whole fun episode. It has been a fun around. episode. Yeah. I'm sufficiently um, snacked out. Yeah, I'm ready for ready some for spam masubi, baby. Too. Some some katsu. Yeah. Some um, macaroni salad. Salad, yeah. Gonna be excellent. Um, real quick before we do that, though, we'll talk about what we're drinking. So I have the last Yaritas. Oof. It's the Mexican cola. Poured one out. Did I Harita. did? It was super fizzy. Like this has been sitting on the pantry floor for a couple of months now, yeah. and retained its fizziness, unlike Walmart fizzy water. When I picked it up to hand it back to you after the picture, I could hear the fizz. Yeah, in my ear. it was good. I mean, it's cola flavored. It's not super sweet again, like all Yaritas. I think my favorite flavors. I have okay. decided. Mm-hmm grapefruit because okay. it's super refreshing and the tamarind yeah. because it's interesting I like that. those were my two favorite flavors mm-hmm. okay I, I can respect that i still don't think i've ever had one oh, strong. Uh, when i was at costco they had like giant like 24 packs of the bottles but uh i didn't have a cart so i couldn't carry it but tempting um i was scrambling for a drink and i found this weird one uh, Mountain Dew Game Fuel Citrus Cherry. It's mm. due with a blast of citrus cherry. <laughs> <laughs> Normally it says like what the actual like real flavors are down here, but this one just says citrus cherry. All right then. Yeah, Don't know what the citrus is, but yeah, take its word for it. Kind of tastes like an orangey uh, code red. I think that's what they call instead of saying orange, is use citrus. <laughs> code orange red. So corn code. Burnt sienna. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> no, that sounds like a bathroom emergency. <laughs> like a code brown. It's what happens when you eat stuffing. <laughs> yeah. And not got, the stovetop kind, got right? Code burnt sienna. <laughs> code burnt sienna. Code burnt sienna. <laughs> That's, no wonder they don't use that in hospitals. That's a like, long one. <laughs> oh, no. He ate the stuffing. Code blue, code red, code brown, code burnt sienna. Code burnt sienna. That's only for the holidays. Because it's, oh, they ate the stuffing. Attention, please. Code burnt sienna on the 12th floor. I repeat, code burnt sienna on the 12th floor. So, yeah, that's a, it's not a very festive drink, but, you know, it's, it's there. That's it's what they had at the Kroger. I have one that I wanted, and I, I don't want to say what it is, because what if I come across yeah, it recently? Don't say it. Yeah, maybe I'll try to have it for the next one. Okay. All right, yeah. But they... I think I've missed the sweet spot of them selling it at the Kroger. I'm hoping it's still up to the gas station. So yeah, you'll be. I bet you'll be able to find Keep our it. Eyes okay. Yep. Peeled. We yep. won't cross them. <laughs> Burn Sienna. Burn Sienna. Oh God. All right. Well, on that note, um, thanks again for listening. Um, sticking with us as always. Uh, we're getting a lot of new listeners, which I love. Hi. So thanks to that. Um, yeah, I hope everyone's enjoying whatever this is that we're doing. <laughs> um, if you want to hear our old episodes, you can find those and our old posts on Twitter and Instagram at HungryNKY. 
uh, you're welcome to send me an email, hungryandky@gmail.com. We have a blog called Bluegrass Bourbon and Eats. Get a lot of followers there, too, and I've been disappointing everyone. So I, I posted that coffee cup picture the other day. Maybe I'll post some more. We'll see. Uh, you can follow that on Facebook and Instagram at Bluegrass Bourbon and Eats. Tw- uh, don't follow Twitter. I never post there. Uh, we have a website, bbneats.com, with some old stuff on it. And then you can find this show, Hungry in Kentucky, wherever it is that you find podcasts. And then where do we find you at, Carrie? On a Twix at GRLS Beer Sports. We're on Facebook or on Instagram. We are everywhere. Good podcasts are free. And thanks again for listening to Hungry in Kentucky. And as always, stay hungry, Kentucky.